I think we're ready now. <clears throat> What's today? Today's Saturday. Today is Saturday all day. March 2nd. We are marching in March. And it's that time. Om Timirandasya. Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manovishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupa Kadamakyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yuttapada Kamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavangscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahaganam Raghunatang Vitang Tang Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitangscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Shri Mate Bhaktivedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Sadaswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatyadeshatarine Vancha Kapatrubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavibhyo namo namaha. He Krishna Karuna Sindhu. Dina Bandhu Jagatpate. Gopesha Gopika Kanta. Radha Kanta Namostute. Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi. Radhe Vrindavaneshwari, Vrishabhanu Sute Devi, Pranamami Hari Priye, Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita Gadadhar, Shri Vasadi, Gaurabhaktarinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Hare, Hare. So, we're back. We're 
This is not exactly broadcasting, it's um, medium casting, I suppose. Oh, Ratnavali is with us. Hare Krishna Ratnavali. <laughs> and Bernd and Ramona are with us. Cruz Scott <laughs> and Gora Nataraj and Surya Kunda. Oh, Surya Kunda and Ananda Mayi and Esther and Sitarani and Rasodari Hari and Dira Lalita and Mani Panda and Simantadvip all the way from Zagreb and Rama Avatar. Oh, you spelled your name wrong. Rama Avatar, it should be a short second A. <laughs> Rama, not Rama. Uh, and Sridhar Ram, and Divya Darshini, and Alice in Leipzig, Jai, Leipzig Yatra, and Martina, and Igor, do I know who? Igor, I'm not sure I know Igor. Uh, I must know Igor, but I don't recognize. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's growing a beard. Okay. <laughs> and Charlotte. And Audarya uh, Janani and... Aradhana and Alokika Prema, all in one, at least in the photo, and Nandimukhi and Yamuna and Valeria. Oh, Valeria from Cordoba. And Mandali is also here. And who else is here? Uh, da -da -da -da. Malati Mala is here, and Somya Karani is here, and Yeritsa is here, and Tia is here, and Brindapati is here, and Kali Parayana Sevini, Mahima Mai, and Shravana Ramaniya, and Gokul. Who is Gokul? I know one Gokul, and Hiranya Pandit, and Susanna. Hmm, Susanna. Greetings, Susanna. And Govinda Ananda. And Govinda Ananda. And Padma Manjari, and Damir. Katyayani, Sumitra, Tirtamayi, Prema Sarovara, Krishamayi. Oh, Krishamayi. Greetings, Krishamayi. And uh, Rajali Lavati, and Anupama, and Madhya Nalila, and of course, Dharmagopta. I think that's everyone so far. Greetings to you all and thank you all for coming. Oh, and Krishna Shakti.
Shakti is also with us from Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Very good. All right, we have a song which I must confess I have not yet looked at from Srila Narottamdas Thakur uh, Sadaka Dehochita Lalasa. Okay. Um, I would review last week's song, but it seems to have disappeared from my um, browser, as they call it. So we'll just focus on this song. And it's more Kabe when oh when. Hari Hari Kabe Mor Hoibe Sudin Vajibo Se Radha Krishna Hoya Premadhin. When will I directly worship Shishi Radha and Krishna? When will I be overwhelmed with love for the divine couple? O Lord Hari, when will that auspicious day be mine? So, uh, let's see, some words here. Bajibo, I will worship. Uh, Radha Krishna, it's obvious. She, she means this. Um, and Hoya, being, having been, Prema Adhin. Hmm, overwhelmed with love, I guess that's what that's translating. And uh, Sudin, I really don't know because. Dina usually means fallen, lowly, wretched, very fallen, very lowly. That's not in the translation. Kobe. Um, then the second verse, Su Jantro Mishaya Gabo Sumadur Tan. Ananday Koribo Donghar Rupa Gunogan. When accompanying myself on a musical instrument, that must be Su Yantra, will I happily sing Gabo? Um, will I happily sing sweet songs? Describing the beautiful forms and qualities of the divine couple. So Rupa, Guna, Gan, songs, Gana, of Rupa and Guna, the form and qualities. The word Guna, um, yeah, we usually translate as qualities, can also be, mean something like virtues, the good virtues. Anande Koribo Doha Rupa Gunagan. 
So when will I, um, Koribo, do uh, the gana, the sing, the song of uh, the form and qualities or virtues of the two, Donghar, in in ananda, in joyfulness. Um, accompanying myself, Sudyantra, on musical instrument. Yantra can mean machine, can also mean musical instrument. Mishaya. Uh, Accompanying myself, I don't know. Gabo su madur, very sweetly, happily sings sweet songs. Sweet songs, su madur. Tan, I don't know. Um, looks like uh, like something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Why speculate? Then, Radhika Govinda Boli Kandibo Uchai Shari Bijibe. Is that right? Bijibe. Shakal Anga Nayanera Nire. When will I loudly call out, Oh, Radhika, Oh, Govinda? the tears from my eyes wetting my entire body. Okay, Kandibo, I will cry, I will weep. And Boli, uh, chanting. So chanting, I think that's probably, should be Boliya. Chanting Radhika Govinda, I will cry. Uchai Share, uh, chanting loudly. Uchai Share, uh, this in the sound which is loud. Biji um, Be, Shakalanga. Anga is the body or the limbs of the body. Shakala, all the limbs. Nayaner Nire, uh, the, the water, Nira. Uh, of the eyes, Nayana, Bijibe, I guess, means uh, we'll be making wet. E bara karuna koro rupa shonatan raganata dasamura jiva jivan. This one's quite straightforward. Oh, Srila Rupa Goswami, oh, Srila Sanatan Goswami, oh, Srila Raghunath Das Goswami, oh, Srila Jiva Goswami, my life and soul, please be merciful to me this one time. A bar, uh, this time, a bara. Karuna Koro, uh, do mercy, make mercy, O Rupa, O Sanatan Raghunathas, Morashi Jiva Jivana. Um, my jiva jivana, <laughs> my life, which is she jivana, my life and soul. 
And then number five, Ebara Karunakoro Lalita Vishaka Shakya Bhave Mora Prabhu Shuboladi Shaka. O Lalita, O Vishaka, O Sri Dhamma, O Subala, and other friends of Lord Krishna, please be merciful to me this one time. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting because it's, um, yeah, we don't usually hear of such a prayer directly addressing the immediate friends of Krishna, in this case, both male and female friends. Shabemili korodoya puruk mor asha prartana koroye shoda narottamodasa. All of you, please be merciful to me and fulfill my desire. This is the constant prayer of Narottam Das. Puruk uh, would mean fulfill. Mm. So, yeah, Shabe Mili, all of you together, I guess. Korodoya, do mercy. So we have karuna and we have doya. Both seem to have a pretty much same sense of uh, mercy, mm, compassion, mercy. Puruk mor asha, fulfill my hope, asha. Prartana uh, is a prayer. Specifically, pra-arta, um, stating a, uh, strongly stating a purpose, I think you could say. Arta means purpose. <clears throat> Koraye, so making this prayer, shada, not just once, but always, Naratamadasa. Yeah, okay. Uh, right, so shall we try to sing it? Why not? We have we have a band with us. <laughs> yes, we have Brajadutta Gopal and Amrita Lahari and Madhai Jivan and Audarya Dharani. Is she here? Mukunda Mala is here. Okay. You don't want to play any shaker noise maker? <laughs> Not if you don't want it. <laughs> okay. We just we have all these cool percussion instruments and nobody likes to play them. 
Okay, I'm going to see if I can move this because this computer, somehow the com battery died. Krishna Hoida Prema Dina Bajibo Se Radha Krishna Hoya Prema Dina Sujantra Mish Sujantra Mishaya Kabo Sumadura Ta Sujantra Mishaya Gabo Sumadhura ta Anande Koribo Doha Rupaguna Ga Anande Koribo Doha Rupaguna Radhika Govinda Boli Kandibo Uchai Swari Radhika Govinda Bo Kandiva Uchayashare Vijibe Shakala Anga Noyanera Nire Vijibo Shakala E Bharakunakoro Rupashanata Eva Karuna Rupang Ragunata Dasmora Shri Jeev Jeevana Ragunata Eva Karuna Koro Lalitam Vishaka Sakya Bhave Mora Prabhu Subaladi Shaka Sabe Mili Kori Doya Puruk Mora Ash Shabeni Doya Pratana Koroye Shahada Naratama Dasa Pratana 
Hari Hari Kabe Mora Hoy Besudina Bajibo se Radha Krishna Hoya Premadina Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare
Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So, continuing the story, the glorious life of Srila Das Thakur, briefly. Where were we last week? Last week. <clears throat> the child Narottam has appeared, and it's recognized by astrologers just how great a person 
he's going to be. But there's been a warning, and the warning is keep that boy away from the river. <laughs> he lived near the Padma River, which is here called the Padmavati River. Um, I visited there uh, years ago, and it is indeed just, um, it's right there at the river. So it's really hard to imagine keeping a young boy growing up the whole time, keeping him away from the river, because he's going to want to go and swim and play. So let's see how this goes. <laughs> Well, I think we already know what's going to happen eventually. Uh, but let's see. Six months passed swiftly. As the mother and father, Krishnananda and Narayani, doted on their growing child. That's what parents do when their children are small. They dote. Uh, that means they... They fuss about the child. <clears throat> um, oh, wow. It says here that Krishnananda sent invitations on golden plates, uh, to inviting them for the Annaprasana, Prashana, the Annaprasana ceremony, when the Child receives grains for the first time. <clears throat> so all the guests are gathering. But there was a problem. <laughs> they're all there. All the guests are there. And they're there with the child, the little baby Narutam. And uh, I guess Daddy Krishnananda is holding the baby. No, probably the mother. And uh, Krishnananda is with the spoon, with the, the kir, and there's a problem. The problem is he refuses to open his mouth. <laughs> they tried to coax him. Uh, but he turned his head away in disgust. <laughs> He turned his head away in disgust. <clears throat> Why was he disgusted? Mm. There was confusion. No one knew what to do. Then one thoughtful Brahmin came forward and reassured everyone. He said, don't worry. This baby will not eat the sweet rice because it has not been first offered to Lord Krishna. <laughs> yeah. Well, they realize, oh, we forgot to offer. <clears throat> so Krishnananda quickly went, uh, placed it on the altar, and... Then after that, his mother offers Narutama a spoonful. To everyone's relief, the child happily devoured the rice. Mm. 
And then Krishnananda is thinking, hmm, interesting. This child is, we've been worshiping Krishna for generations, but this child is already teaching us how to be mindful of our duty. And so he announces, my son shall be given only the Lord's Mahaprasadam from now on. Okay, so that's the description of his um, early babyhood. And uh, yeah, I must say, I did not receive Anna Prashana, 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 Anna Prashana when I was a child. Did you have Anna Prashana? No? Yes, have all the samskaras that we miss during initiation. <clears throat> there is that uh, some practice like that when a boy uh, is getting married, that he will uh, first have his uh, Brahman initiation. At that time, yeah. Okay, a little bit more. Now starts a section called Childhood. Uh, so, Raja Krishnananda is sitting next to his brother, Purushottam Datta. <clears throat> and they're sitting in the main room of the palace, and they're surrounded by servants. And he says, less than two months until Ratayatra in Jagannath Puri. Um, hmm. Okay. He says that soon there will be hundreds of pilgrims who will be passing through Kateri on their way to the festival. Interesting, because uh, geographically, I wouldn't think Kateri is a place that one would pass through. Unless um, people are coming from further north. Bangladesh, okay, maybe. Why not? It is our duty, he says, to receive them properly and make their stay in Keturi as comfortable as possible. So then he makes plans. We have to make accommodation. We have to make a kitchen. Um, and, uh, yeah, everyone should be pleased by our accommodation. Uh. Mm. Oh, no Spanish translation today. What to do? Um, okay. So he makes all these arrangements and already some pilgrims have arrived 
tonight one of them will give a discourse in the courtyard of the palace temple. Uh, so he announced that and he went back to his private quarters. This is Krishananda and he looks out the window and he sees his son, Narottam, little Narottam, is playing in front of the palace, playing with some other uh, village children. And uh, he calls out to him, Naru, Naru, where are you going? And Narottam says, I'm going, Pita, I'm going to see the big river with my friends. Uh, what? You come back into the palace right now. So he rushes out and he grabs Narottam and he hugs him. Naro, you know you don't have to leave the palace for anything. Whatever you want, we will bring to you here. So this starts to sound very much like an echo of uh, the story of uh, the Buddha as a child, right? Sakyamuni, Gautama Sakyamuni, about whom there was the prediction that either he will become a great powerful king or he will become a great uh, saint. And his father doesn't want him to be a saint, <laughs> So he says, you have to, he keeps him in the palace. And then as the story goes, somehow he gets out of the palace one day and it's then when he is shocked to see someone who is aged, someone who is, uh, I guess, seriously ill. And uh, he sees, I believe, also a dead body a human corpse, and he is completely shocked because he's never seen this before, and he comes back to the palace, and uh, that's the beginning of the end of his palace life, he decides. Uh, according to one version, he he's getting ready to leave, and his father says, no, don't leave. And he says, well, if you, Dad, can you, can you uh, protect me from old age, disease, and death? And his father says, mm, not really. And he says, well, in that case, I'm out of here. <laughs> but here, of course, it's going to be a quite different story. <laughs> and so... Um, Krishnananda says, I will dig a pond for you <laughs> next to the palace and fill it with water from the Padma River. <laughs> hmm. Then you can learn to swim with the guards watching you. Uh, okay. And he tells the children, the other children, don't ever um, try to take my son to the river. Mm. 
Okay. So that's Srila Narottam Das Thakur Ki Jai. Little Narottam is being prevented from going to the river. That's really, it's almost like a curse. <clears throat> Seems like a curse. Okay, um, so yeah, translation, we don't have Espanol. My apologies to those of you who are Spanish speakers. Uh, what happened, Manibanda? You have a sore throat. Sore throat. Something like that. He's just <laughs> offering obeisance. <laughs> okay. Lost your voice. <laughs> I hope you will get better soon. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, do we have any other translation? Yamuna, are you translating German? Yes, great, thank you. And uh, who else? Anyone else? German. German is taken care of. Russian? Um, I thought I saw Sonia Karani. Yes, yes, she's, I see now. Okay, good. Um, right, now it's time for my show-and-tell bit, which is today related to Shilavakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, whose 150th uh, anniversary of his appearance was just this last Thursday. And what I want to show are two books that I happen to have here. One is called Modern Hindu Personalism, The History, Life, and Thought of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati. And this was written by Pranava Das Adhikari, uh, who is a devotee and a scholar in Sweden, teaching at the University of Stockholm, and this was his doctoral dissertation he published some years ago, and uh, yeah, it was pu published by Oxford University Press, which is quite some accomplishment, and uh, I'll just l mention the way he organized the book because he calls it modern Hindu personalism, he's um, emphasizing in the book how Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur is different from most, practically all of the other Hindu reformers of the early 20th century. Um, in fact, he has... 
the end of the book, he has an interesting section he calls a comparison with Swami Vivekananda. Mm. This is part of the last section called Bhakti Siddhanta in Context. So the book has five parts. The first is called Rise of Non-Dualism in Bengal. So this is also very much telling the context. Um, and he goes back to the early 20th, uh, early, early 19th century, Ramohan Roy. Ramohan Roy uh, was a reformer who decided that uh, we don't need these Puranas. These Puranas, they're just so much mythology. Let's go back to the Upanishads. Well, okay, the Upanishads are, of course, also uh, sacred literature of the tradition. But the Upanishads are um, very much concerned with uh, identifying and understanding how to realize Brahman. And Brahman is a kind of, as we would say, impersonal way of understanding reality. So he kind of, Ramahan Roy sort of set the, the pace for uh, how this reform, so-called reformed Hinduism was going to uh, develop. And of course, this is happening in the, an, another context. And what is that? That's colonialism. Uh, the British presence, there were French, there were Portuguese, there were Dutch, I guess, but uh, then the British prevailed, and with the British came their religion, um, namely Christianity, and they were challenging uh, the uh, indigenous tradition or traditions of India. And then the intellectuals of India got to thinking, well, how do we respond to this? And their response, their main response was, okay, um, let's jettison, let's push out all kinds of personalism and make something which is, uh, in their mind, beyond personalism, and which is therefore inclusive, which is um, universal. This was their idea. Uh, part two is called Life and Works. So this is where he gives biographical account of Bhakti Siddhanta. Takur, and he divides his life into three periods. So he appeared in 1874, uh, and he counts his first period as 1874 up to 1900. And um, uh, this was to age 26. 
And then the second period is 1901 to 1918. We can say uh, that's a period when Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur goes into uh, very intense austerities, chanting one billion names. And, um, and then his preaching, which begins in 1918, he establishes uh, the, um, what is its specific name, Chaitanya Mat. And uh, that goes until his departure in uh, the beginning of 1937. And then uh, the third section of the book is called Bhakti Universalist. Uh, and mm, there he describes, he, he refers to, he talks about the mission in Europe uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur had sent devotees to Europe. Uh, especially Bhakti Hridai Ban Maharaj. He went to London and he also went to Germany. And <laughs> he even tried to mix with the Nazis in Germany. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a whole history there. Uh, some Much of which has been documented then uh, the fourth chapter is called Social Philosopher. And here I think, uh, as I remember, he's mainly referring to one particular uh, book which Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur had written. Um there's subsections to the to each of these chapters. Uh, here he speaks about personalism. He speaks about the making of society in Bengal, about yukta vairagya, uh, translating personalism, hmm. then personhood and the place of sexuality, and uh, there's a summary. And then this fifth chapter, which I already mentioned, Bhaktisiddhanta in Context, uh, with four, four sections, Reformer, Revivalist, or both, question mark, Traditional and Modern Hinduism, a comparison with Swami Vivekananda, and then Old Wine in New Bottle, quote-unquote. And there's some appendices uh, with some details. Um, oh, one appendix is called Tour to Central Europe. We're in Central Europe, aren't we? I wonder what that covers. 293... Bear with me a moment. 293. 
Oh, this is uh, just kind of listing the travels of Swami Bon Maharaj in Germany and other countries of Central Europe. Well, indeed, he goes to Prague. Well, he didn't go to Poland. He went to Berlin. He went to Leipzig. He went to Dresden. He went to Prague, Vienna, Munich, Tübingen, Beuron, Bonn, and Marburg. Well, I didn't realize he had traveled, that he had traveled that much. Yeah. So Pranava Prabhu, uh, known in his academic uh, outfit as Ferdinando Sardella, um, he worked very, mm, in, he was very industrious in doing the research for that. And I don't know if it was while doing this or after, but he told me that uh, because he he was doing research also on the history of the Gaudiya Mutt, and there's a book he's um, working on, I, th I think he's collaborating with one other devotee, um, about the history of the Gaudiya Mutt, or at least partially about that history. So for that purpose, one thing he did, he wanted to um, see the uh, transcripts of the court case, which was going on um, in this, there was a court uh, battle that went on for several years uh, between factions of the Godiamat. Srila Prabhupada speaks about that. So he wanted to see the transcriptions from that case. So he went to the court and he asked, can I see those transcripts? And they said uh, something like, yes, yes, just wait here. <clears throat> and then nothing happened. And then he went the next day and the next day and the next day. As I remember, he said he spent two months going there every day. And finally, they gave him. <laughs> so he has those transcripts, which is quite something. Um, yeah, I guess it took them that long to be convinced that he was serious. Okay, I'm not finished quite. Uh, uh, there's another book that I recently received as a gift. Uh, very nice book. It's called The Mission, Srila Prabhupada and His Divine Agents. Here, Srila Prabhupada refers to Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And this is uh, compiled by Swami B.B. Bodhayan. Bodhayan Maharaj is... Uh, the, uh, is a disciple of um, 
Bhakti Pramod, Bhakti Pramod Puri Maharaj, the late Bhakti Pramod Puri Maharaj. Um, and he is uh, he's a very nice person. <laughs> and he has compiled um, short presentations with photos of, I, I'm guessing, all of the sannyasis of bhakti, all of the devotees who Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur gave sannyas to. Um, and there are 38 uh, sannyasis here, including our Srila Prabhupada, Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who has possibly the longest account. Uh, it goes for several pages. Some of the accounts here are very short, like one or two pages. 56, yes. In the case for Srila Prabhupada, it's 18 pages. Um, and then it also includes accounts of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven non-sannyasi um, devotees, including Srila Anantavasudev Prabhu, Srila Krishnadas Babaji Maharaj, uh, Srila Madan Mohan Das Adhikari, Srila Nayanananda Das Babaji Maharaj, Srila Purushottam Das Brahmachari, Srila Raghava Chaitanya Das Brahmachari, and Srila Saki Charan Das Babaji Maharaj. So there's three Babajis. Now, I don't know, I haven't read this yet. Interesting to see um, how they received Babaji Vesh. But um, I would like to read a couple of things uh, from this. One is... Um, before he goes into the uh, accounts of each of these individuals, he has um, some pages about Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur. And included is a short conversation, um, dialogue between Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur and Netaji Subhash Chandra Bose. Who is Netaji Subhas Chandra Bose? He was a military leader of Bengal who created an army to fight for independence of India. So he was uh, having a very different attitude and understanding of how India could become independent from that of Mahatma Gandhi. And in Bengal, uh, he's generally known as simply Netaji. Uh, Subhas Chandra Bose is, uh, is more of a hero than Gandhi. Um, so, in 1930, Netaji Subhas Chandra Bose along with some of his uh, associates, came to visit uh, 
Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur at his Bhag Bazar Godiamat in Kolkata. And uh, so first, Nataji says, well, maybe I should paraphrase because it's kind of difficult English. Uh, he's expressing he wants to free uh, India from uh, the British. And he says he's, he's made a, uh, a slogan. And the slogan is, Give me your blood, I will give you freedom. <laughs> so this is, I guess, India is calling out to the young people, Give me your blood, I will give you freedom. <clears throat> he says, Now I've come to know that many youths have taken shelter at your divine feet. Please tell some of them to join my movement so that they can take part in the fight for independence. Do you want to hear what Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur says? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He says, have you read the Srimad Bhagavad Gita? And Nataji says, yes, I have read it. And Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta says, in that case, you must certainly remember this verse from the Gita, yang yang vapi smaran bhavam tyajatyante kalevaram tam tam evaiti konteya Sada tat bhava bhavita. O son of Kunti Devi, Kunteya, one attains whatever he thinks of at the time of death and will be constantly absorbed in that mood. Netaji says, Yes, I remember that verse. And Prabhupada Bhakti Siddhanta says, in that case, you must certainly believe in reincarnation. Nataji says, of course I believe in reincarnation. Is there any Hindu who does not believe in reincarnation? And Prabhupada says, here comes the hammer. If, in the course of circumstances, you die today, and then take your next birth in England, then would you still be fighting for the independence of India? Or would you be trying to protect your own country's control over India? <laughs> yeah. Nataji says, mm, I understand your logic. However, at this moment... It is fitting to think about independence for our nation. Okay. Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur says, You are worried about all that is but impermanent and material. So, material independence for our nation, thinking that we are Indians. 
<clears throat> and then he goes on, that's a material designation. And he says, my worry is for humanity at large. How humanity can be freed from the bondage of material illusion. So I don't think just for uh, India, I think for humans. Uh, uh, I think not just for humans, I think for all living entities. How can they become free from material bondage? That's my mindset. Then Netaji says, I have never before heard such an eloquent explanation of the Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> However, I just fear that our nation's independence movement does not get negatively affected. And then it says, after speaking these words, Netaji did not make any more requests from Srila Prabhupada and silently left. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to enlist some people, some boys in his army. And uh, I guess he gave up that idea. Okay, then I also wanted to read a little from one of the, one of his, about one of his followers. This is Srila Bhakti Gaurav Vaikanas Goswami Maharaj, who was born in 1877. So not much after Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur. Uh, and uh, he was known, his name was Ujvaleshvar as a child, and uh, at one point he became known as Patta Joshi, mm, which was a kind of title, uh, because he was defeating the Royal Scholars, I guess, in debate. Yes, in debate. Mm. And so he became the uh, royal priest of the king of Odisha. Okay, so now there's a little story here of something wonderful that happened while he is accompanying the king. Once uh, they were traveling in the forest and uh, evening came and they became tired. Uh, so they went to one ashram which was near some village and there were some tantric, black magic tantrics there. And the tantrics welcomed them. Yes, please, come. So they were settling down, resting. And then just very shortly after they had arrived, uh, 
within just a few minutes, the head of this ashram, this tantric, he called everyone, yes, yes, you can all come now for dinner. Prasad. <clears throat> so, Pata Joshi Ujvaleshwar, who eventually will become Vaikanas Maharaj, um, he immediately became suspicious. How is it possible something they could prepare dinner so quickly? We just arrived. How did they know? <clears throat> so, uh, before the dinner, he took some kusha grass and he chanted some mantras and he made kusha grass rings out of that kusha grass and he gave one to each of uh, the persons he was with, the king and his assistants. And he said, uh, put this on. He said, uh, whatever food, uh, whatever they offer to us, touch this kusha grass to that food uh, before you take anything. So they're doing that. And what happens? They found that all the food turned into stool <laughs> when touched by the grass r rings. <laughs> so then Patta Joshi Ujjvaleshwar took some yellow mustard seeds, chanted some mantra, and destroyed all the power of the black magic tantric people. <laughs> and in this way, the king of Odisha was very pleased with him. That's the story. <laughs> so this is one of the uh, sannyas disciples of Bhakti, Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur. Hare Krishna, right. Srila <clears throat> Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur Kijai. Any news, any, any uh, show and tell, anyone have a birthday today or this week? Rasodari Hari, you have a birthday. No. Hare Krishna. Uh, but uh, I just have one question regarding this uh, general from Bengal that um, there was a statement that he came to temple and Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said they are all skinny boys, they will not be good soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that story also. I, I, I can't say. Um, that might be something to look in uh, Bhakti Vikas Swami's book. Um, actually, uh, Bodhayan Maharaj, who compiled this book that I just read from, um, 
when I met him once, it was some years back, and he said that he had been planning to write a biography of Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur. But then when Bhaktivikas Swami's biography came out in three volumes, um, Bodhyanmar said, the job is done. <laughs> There's no need. Uh, so I can well imagine there's some mention of that in that book. You could look. I don't have that with me here. I have it in uh, Slovenia. But I know you have it. Yeah, yeah. I have in Kindle version, not in physical. Really? Okay. I thought you had... All right. I, I even read everything on Kindle. <laughs> uh, and um, the second thing is that uh, you said last time that I made some summary of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's text on the online. Three long pages. Do you remember that? That I said that you made? Maybe you mis yeah. Maybe you misunderstood. Then I purified myself studying this 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 <laughs> this text. Oh, maybe you didn't misunderstand. Yes, my idea was that you could make notes from those three um, part that three part um, essay. Is that what you did? Well, I I didn't know what to do. I thought maybe that I should present here on Zoom, say something about that, but. I have some little notes that uh, or I can send to you. Um, what I thought was that you could make notes and then, yeah, you could make them available. Um, but I thought also maybe you would like to, afterward, going through it, there might be some point or more than one point that you would like to discuss anything that, uh, struck you from what he says in the in that for sure. article. There are some things for sure. Yeah. Mm. Do you want to? Shall we take up one briefly? Uh, okay. He said that. Uh, uh, well, which is uh, we have to know that when when there is some question asked. <laughs> Bhakti Sananta Saraswati is answering you know, for a long, you know, uh, taking in, into consideration a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And then he said one thing which, um, which really, um, you know, I, I found it uh, really nice is that uh, not about Guru, because he's speaking in these three parts, uh, mostly about Guru, he speaks about Shastras. And he speaks about um, and he speaks about uh, perfection, Swarupa Siddhi and the Vastu Siddhi. Mm. Uh, mm. And regarding shastras, that is what I want to say. It's really nice that he said he mentioned Chanditas, Vidyapati, this poet from Mithila, mm. and uh, what else? Krishna Karnamrita, Gita Govinda, and Sri Jagannath Vallabhanataka. And he said qualifications, if one even wants to 
touch these books. <laughs> <laughs> and he said the one should first study Upanishads and Deepak uh-huh. and so on. Uh-huh. And then when one have Adhikar, which arises from Rasa Lila, one can uh, one can study the ten canto of Shiva Bhagavatam and then one can, one is eligible to touch this specifically Sri Jagannath Balabanataka he, he said oh. this <clears throat> and he said that uh, then he explains that we are followers of Radharani and not Chandravali because Chaitanya Mahabharata took Baba from Radharani so she is gonna come like that and then I and anyway, I thought like these poems are nice. We have we saw them in Chaitanya Charitamrita, some of them, but his standard is so so to say. And he also it seems that he also doesn't recognize Guru being Madhyama Adhikari. In a sense, he said that that um, Madhyama Adhikari, of course, Kanishta no. Many types of guru, no, he said some takes Hegel, Kant, Madame Blavatsky. <laughs> Madame Blavatsky. <laughs> sitar, guru, sitar guru, this guru, social guru, national guru, these are all bogus, he said. And uh, he said actually that, um, that Madhyama can only perform the initial duties of diction, but the Uttama is uh, only. The, the real. Only for the the real thing is an uttama, yeah. uttama bhakti, uttama, uttama adhikari, yeah, adhikari. <clears throat> which means from the, I guess that means from 11th canto Bhagavatam. How does that verse go? Bhavatvida Bhagavatas. No. Um, Sarvabhuteshu ya pashyat. Bhagavat Bhavamatmana Bhutani Bhagavat Yatman Yesha Bhagavatottama. Um, basically, one who sees uh, all living beings as part and parcel of the Lord and the Lord in all beings, that is an Uttama Bhakta. Yeah. So basically, this he's rejecting a lot of misconceptions about guru, and uh, and there are some other things interesting about, especially in today's. I would say that it was also popular at that time, uh, because most of the devotees who were initiated do not live with the guru. And uh, you know, there are some questions: How can one? Uh, how can one perform Hari Bhajan hmm. away from you to say Right. So, and what does he say to that? Well he says he says that um, he says that, uh, that that was interesting to me. In one sense, we can compensate this with the Zoom and uh, internet, so to say. <laughs> but he said that uh, he he was asked, can one perform Shavar and Kirtanam? while remaining at home, and he said one should hear from Guru, therefore I said that, uh, one who one should uh, remain to his lotus feet, in a sense, and happily render service to him. And he said, 
but uh, that there is a problem uh, with materialistic association. And mm -hmm. uh, that reminds me of, you know, there is uh, a Prabhupada disciple of Abiram, mm. and he once, he once said, you know, like being at the association of devotees, he said once to Shla Prabhupada, they were talking some, there is conversation, I don't know exactly the, the, the situation, but uh, Shla Prabhupada told him that devotees should go and live on the farm. I, I imagine it's a village, you know, but farmland. Uh, it's a place also for nourishment and for, for uh, development economically. And, uh, and Prabhupada told him one thing which really struck me. He said, if you don't do it, you will all fall down. You're not like me or Bhakti Takur. You can live separately. Huh. Like at home. <laughs> and therefore that that was like and he asked this he asked this uh, this one devotee and he also asked how can one meditate or, or, or do service to Guru Maharaj to Gurudev from afar and Bhaktisiddhanta uh, <laughs> Saraswati Thakur said uh, that the, such a tendency is common nowadays without the practice of hearing and chanting and the association of devotees. And he said, no one can advance in devotional serving in, he said, by bhajan always. And, um, and also this, that, this devotee asked, is it possible to study the books uh, at periodicals, okay, some magazines, whatever it is there, and consider that this to be Shavana and Kirtana, and uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur again said that, uh, that at first he said that at attempting, attempting to uh, understand the book with own realization is not good, <laughs> because uh, one consciousness is covered by an artus, and secondly he said, one should hear directly from, from a guru. Oh. I guess this internet and Zoom and... <laughs> Will compensate. <laughs> and then he said one can study various books and so on. Well, it's kind of ironic that he says that because, uh, of course, Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur, following um, his father, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, considered writing and printing and publishing very important. He considered it the Brihat Mridanga, so he wanted it distributed widely. So to say um, you can get the book, but it's not going to help you, you know, without getting the direct instruction makes makes one wonder so then what's the point of having all of the book production the book uh, printing and distribution yeah I, I, I just opened uh, the, and exactly what he said he said like that you know uh, I can even read he said in attempting to understand a book with my own realizations I will actually understand something different 
due to my perception being covered with anarthas. Mm. If one cannot hear topics directly and a lot of sweet of the guru, then one, if one cannot hear topics directly and a lot of sweet of the guru, then one can study various books. Oh, oh, okay. So it does. So it hmm. seems contradictory a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit uh, interesting. Okay. Um, I would say that... Thank you. That's interesting. I would say, in a, as you mentioned, we have Zoom. We have other advantage, which uh, the devotees of that time would not have had, and that is um, recordings, audio recordings. We have... Um, I have this gizmo with all the recordings of Prabhupada's lectures and conversations. It's 1,400 hours of, uh, you know, <laughs> of everything. <laughs> but it's also interesting, uh, if I may mention, mm. something uh, Shivara's family said uh, with the... With the in different contexts, of course, with the with the Zoom appearance of the Zoom, <laughs> and he said that uh, I guess he was referring to Yogaraja Dharma, that you know there is a lecture, and devotees stay at home and, <laughs> and the, the lecture on YouTube and so on or Zoom, not going there directly on the lecture, and he said that that is not good. Also, that yeah, is that one should come there uh, in person if possible. And, and uh, he gives various reasons, but anyway, yeah. just... Maybe <laughs> he even mentioned for Prabhupada, like if Prabhupada would be here pres present directly... Yeah, know, what are you going to do? Just, just you know, stay at home. You will not, yeah, you will not look on the YouTube. You will come there and you know, be there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Thank you. That's interesting. Anyone else have anything you'd like to share? Any news? Any views? Any issues? <laughs> uh, otherwise, we can read some Chaitanya Charitamrita, which we have also in internet form. Uh, let's see. Okay, let me share the screen. Okay. Put that here. And we continue ever so gradually with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's childhood pastimes, better known at that time as formally, formally he is Vishvambar, the support of the universe. 
and informally and more intimately as Nimai, who then eventually will become known as Nimai Pandit. Why is he Nimai? Because he was born under a Neem tree, and Neem trees are auspicious and protective. So we have um, the problem of stealing going on, uh, and Mother Sachi is challenging little Nimai, kene churikoro, kene maraha shishure, kene para gare jaha, kiba nahi gare. Why do you steal others' things? Why do you beat the other children? And why do you go inside others' houses? What do you not have in your own house? Mm. And Prabhupada mentions that... Um, He steals as a child not because he is in want, but out of a natural instinct. And he says, small children, they will, they'll go anywhere and everywhere. Uh, and they will fight with each other. That's just, it's normal childhood. And he makes the point, where is this propensity for stealing and fighting come from must come from the spiritual world and otherwise we wouldn't have it here shuni krudha ya prabhu gorabhitar jaha gore jatta bhando chilo pelila bangya Thus rebuked, thus scolded by his mother, the Lord would go in anger to a room and break all the pots within it. <laughs> Throwing, smashing pots. So, little Nimai was quite a temperamental little child. Then Shachimata would take her son on her lap and pacify him, and the Lord would be very much ashamed, admitting his faults. Lajjita. Lajja means embarrassment or shame. So, Lajjita Hoila. Nija Dosha, his own fault, knowing his own fault. So, of course, this is all very much summarizing what's in much more detail in Chaitanya Bhagavat. Kabumridu haste koila mata ke tarana 
Mataki murchita dakki koraye krandana. Once the child, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, chastised his mother with his soft hand, and his mother pretended to faint. Seeing this, the Lord began to cry. Hmm. The verse itself doesn't say that he that she pretended. Kabum redu haste matake tadan matake murchita daki. Well, I suppose you could take it that she is pretending because. He is seeing her as being fainted. Narigana kahe narike ladeha ani tobe sushta ho iben tomara janani. The neighboring ladies told him, Dear child, please bring a coconut from somewhere and then your mother will be cured. Hmm, sushta hoi iben. Narikela ani. Bahire jaha anilen dui narikelo. Dakia apur bahoila vismita shakolo. He then went outside the house. <clears throat> and immediately brought two coconuts. All the ladies were astonished to see such wonderful activities. So I guess there were no coconut trees there, and therefore they were astonished. Kabushishu shongeshnan korila gangate kanagan ailataha Devata Pujite. Oh, oh, now starts the trouble again. More trouble. Sometimes the Lord would go with other children to bathe in the Ganga, and the neighboring girls would also come there to worship various demigods. And Prabhupada explains when the girls were 10 or 12 years old, uh, they would go and they would worship Lord Shiva to get good husbands. They especially wanted to get a husband like Lord Shiva <laughs> because Lord Shiva is very peaceful and at the same time most powerful. So that's an ideal husband, right? Peaceful and powerful. Yeah. Uh, this happens mainly in the month of Vaishakha, April, May. So that time would be coming soon. And of course, that would be quite already quite hot weather in uh, Bengal. 
And so, yes, taking bath in the Ganga at that time would be a great pleasure. Ganga snan kori puja kori te lagila kanyagan madde prabhu asiya boshila When the girls engaged in worshipping the different demigods after bathing in the Ganga, the young lord would come there and sit down among them. Kanyagan madye, madye. It's very Sanskritic, uh, otherwise it would be madje. Kanyagan madye. Prabhu asya boshila. So asya is this gerund form, having come, boshila, he sat. Kanjar kohe amapuja amidibobar ganga durga dasimor mahesh kinkar. Addressing the girls, the Lord would say, Worship me, <laughs> and I shall give you good husbands or good benedictions. The Ganga and Goddess Durga are my maidservants. What to speak of other demigods, even Lord Shiva is my servant. So, Kanyare Kohe. Say he's he speaks to the con, uh, to the girls, mm, young girls, Kanya. Ama puja, <laughs> worship me, Ami Dibo Vara. I will give you Vara. Vara means. Uh, it means choice. It can mean excellence. So I will give you basically a nice husband. <laughs> and the word kingara, uh, translated here as servant, means literally uh, kingara, one who does um, what is asked. So Kim is question what and Kara is doing. So the King Kara is one who's always ready uh, to serve, always ready to ask the master, what should I do? King Kara. Uh, then Prabhupada discusses misconceptions about uh, demigods and Supreme Lord. And so what he's saying I would is um, that uh, Nimai is teaching a, a theological point, a lesson. Since he is the Supreme Lord, he's saying there's no need to worship these devas. You worship me, and I will fulfill all your desires. Um, all of these devas and devis, they are my servants. Dasi, Mor, Mahesha, Kinkara. Mahesha is my servant. 
Uh, he also addresses the criticism uh, that in our Krishna consciousness movement, we are accused of not approving of the worship of de demigods. <clears throat> and then sort of um, rhetorically, he says, how can we approve of such worship when it is condemned by Lord Chaitanya and Lord Krishna? How can we allow people to become foolish and hritajnana, bereft of intelligence? Our propaganda is simply meant to enable intelligent people to understand the distinction between matter and spirit and understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is the whole spiritual identity. That is our mission. How can we mislead people into worshiping so-called gods in material bodies within this material world? Yeah. Then he says, this was confirmed by Lord Chaitanya. We're just following Lord Chaitanya. And then he refers to Narottam Das Thakur, Anna Devasrai Nai Tomar Kohinu Bhai, E Bhakti Paramakarana. To become a staunch, pure devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, without deviation, Ananya Bhak, one should not divert his attention to the worship of the demigods. Such control is a symptom of pure devotional service. Hmm. Such control. <clears throat> okay. Um, maybe one more verse, and then there's a question from um, Bernd and Ramona. So, um, Apanichandana pari poren pulamala naivedya kadia kano sandesh chalukala. Without the permission of the girls, the Lord would take the sandalwood pulp and smear it on his own body, put the flower garlands on his neck, and snatch and eat all the offerings of sweetmeats, rice, and bananas. This word sweetmeat may sound strange. It just means sweets. Um, I don't know why that. It's an old-fashioned word for sweets. Um, and in the Bengali, it mentions sandesha. And I happened to come, I happened to read some days ago that... Um, this word sandesh actually means message. And the reason that this particular sweet is called sandesh is because it was custom, it was typical that when someone would visit someone else, they would bring this sweet. Um, or the, 
maybe a messenger would bring from the person sending the message. So it would always be part, it would always accompany the message. And so it, the suite became known as message. <clears throat> yeah, I wondered because uh, there's, there's um, poetry by Srila Rupa Goswami. Um, what, is, what is it? There's Uddhava Sandesh, I think. Um, and I always wondered about that. So there you have it. Okay, so Lord Chaitanya is being mischievous. But in his mischief, he is teaching something. Um, and we could say he's also expressing his eagerness. He wants to... Um, he wants that these girls will get the greatest benefit. And so he's... Um, he just takes from them <laughs> instead of waiting for them to agree to offer him. They're kind of hesitating. Okay, so he just takes. Mm. Uh, and Srila Prabhupada uh, quotes, Krishna Varnam Tvisha Krishnam Sangopangastra Parsharam Yagnyai Sankirtana Prayar Yajantihi Sumedasa. One should worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead who appears in this age of Kali with his associates as the Panchatattva. Oh. And then he lists all the Panchatattva. In this age, an intelligent person worships the Panchatattva by the method of chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra and, if possible, distributing prasadam. <laughs> Prabhupada sometimes gives a whole purport within his translation. So here he's included, he lists Nityananda Prabhu, Sri Advaita, Sri Gadadhar Prabhu, and Sri Vastakur. Uh, because the verse says, Sangha, Sa, Anga, Upa, Anga, Astra, Parshadam, uh, which is a way of, a very compact way of saying the Panchatattva. And then, Yajanti, uh, he's <laughs> made us, Yajnyai Sankirtana Prayai. So this prayai, <clears throat> this is um, actually in plural instrumental form. So yagnyai means with sacrifices, plural. What sacrifices? Sankirtana prayai. Mainly, praya means mainly, sankirtan. So Prabhupada adds, as part of his translation, and if possible, distributing prasadam. <laughs> That's all. Then he says this 
Krishna Consciousness Movement is introducing this bona fide method of worship in the Western world, going town to town, village to village, with deities of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. Yeah, so that's what we are supposed to be doing. All right, uh, let's stop there. This is 14.52. Let's stop there and see. Yes, Berndt and Ramona are asking, Ist Vani nicht wichtiger als Vapu? Is Vani not more important than Vapu? Yes, that is true. Ja, das stimmt. <laughs> but there's a bit of a paradox there because um, if there's opportunity to serve Vapu, then one will jump at the opportunity um, because personal service is, well, it's personal. It's uh, it's um, there's there's some sort of intimacy um, when there is uh, direct service, and simultaneously, yes, vani is more important. Um, if we put them in the balance, in any case, for how long can there be? Um, vapu service there's uh, limitations on time and circumstances uh, but vani and the, the instructions are always available and the idea is that if one is serving the instruction one is identifying the instruction as being um, non-different from the guru. So um, that means that the guru is present in the form of the instruction which is being remembered and then being acted upon. So like that, I would say. I hope that makes sense. Uh, oh, we don't have... Oh, dear Lalita. What language did Lord Krishna speak and all the devotees when they appeared on Mother Earth 5,000 years ago? <laughs> well, I wasn't there, at least not in my memory, to be able to tell you. It's, I know it's hard to imagine them speaking Sanskrit, we might want to say they were speaking Brajbasha. Um, I think that modern historians of North Indian languages might be a little doubtful that the Brajbasha that's spoken today would have been the Brajbasha spoken by Lord Krishna. Um, 
It's, of course, also said that Krishna can speak all the languages of all the animals, uh, which suggests that he could have been speaking any languages that were spoken um, in the in that area in North India at that time. Uh, it's said that today there are, one hears different numbers, sometimes we hear that there are 600 dialects in India, sometimes we hear it's much more than that. I think official languages are, what, 15 or 20 languages. And of those, um, Hindi for North India, Tamil, the main two languages for Tamil for the South. Srila Prabhupada was hoping uh, when India took independence, he wanted that Sanskrit be made the national language of India. <laughs> That didn't happen, at least not yet, but maybe it will. But that would take quite some uh, major educational program to get everyone speaking Sanskrit. Not so easy. Many years ago, I was in Varanasi, and I heard about one ashram, uh, where they uh, only speak Sanskrit. And I found the ashram and I went and visited. And I remember one young boy, because I had heard that they also have some books for learning Sanskrit. And so I went to ask about that. And one boy came, maybe... 10-year-old boy, 12-year-old boy. And sure enough, he was just speaking Sanskrit. <laughs> Simple Sanskrit, but nonetheless. Yeah, it's quite, it's very sweet, actually. I was thinking, Guru Maharaj, when, when, when I had this question in mind, that um, Maharaj Yudhishthira, he was um, ruling all, all over the earth. Mm. He was just one king. And then I was thinking maybe they all had just one language. Ah. That's not that's not like a divided like nowadays. Yeah. yeah. And also this question prompted me because children that um we teach at the Bhaktivedanta Mano, that visit Bhaktivedanta Mano, they have some similar questions like this one. Mm. Like they asked me, um, how much Krishna weighed when he was on the earth? <laughs> or do the cows have any allergies? Food allergies? <laughs> questions like that that I just get like them. And so I was thinking maybe I could ask this question. You you may not maybe historically something. But mm, no, I don't. I don't think so. Um, yeah, of course, most of our shastras are in Sanskrit, and uh, 
Um, I don't know if Prabhupada would say, it's very possible he would say that Krishna spoke in Sanskrit, but it's hard to imagine him speaking Sanskrit to the gopis. Because it's too formal. You know, he has he has a different, he has, he has a, he's with his friends in Vrindavan, so his, his mother, his father, so to be, speaks Sanskrit would be, I don't know. Yes, it's possible. Yes. Yeah. Well, would he speak Sanskrit to his queens? <laughs> they would complain. They would say, come on, speak language. Speak normal. Speak normally. <laughs> don't speak this fancy. Yes, we know you're God, but you don't have to always. <laughs> okay, well, it's, uh, it's already that time, so I guess we can come to an end, and the local dogs are all howling right now. <laughs> Sometimes they do that. I don't know what gets them started. Sunday is over. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, my thanks to all of you for joining. My thanks to our translators for translating. And... Uh, I want to also say next week we will be here and we're going to have a special guest. And the special guest is a brahmachari who I know from Bhaktivedanta Manor. His name is Navadvipa Chandra, Das Brahmachari. And um, we're going to discuss about reading and teaching Bhagavatam because he is a teacher uh, of Shastra since quite many years, I think. Dira Lalita, do you know how many years he's been teaching? Well, I wouldn't know, Guru Maharaj. At least 10 years or maybe Anyway, we'll find out next week. <laughs> yeah, so um, tell all your friends. Uh, we'll have, a, am sure, an interesting discussion. And I will say thank you all very much again. Have a great week. Keep safe, keep sane, chant, and be happy. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Ananta Koti Vaishnavarinda ki jai, Nitai Gaur Premanandi, Hari Hari Bo.